All right, let's hit the record on the video. Nope, I'm gonna use the keyboard and mouse. So you click start recording on the screen there, on the bottom right hand side. There we go. Get a little <coughs> clappy clap. That's right. Nice. Good. That is very helpful. Nice. Clapping. Getting a clap. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> sure hope not. Welcome to Pod Heaven, everybody. Episode 16. You know what time it is. Thing people say. <laughs> there it is. The shooting of the gun. On the beat of the music. Yo, yo, what's crack a lacking? What are we doing? What is crack a lacking, mother truckers? Remember when Dan Brown said that? Dan Brown? Yeah, dude. See the guy, the, Rub the Rubik's Cube dude? The Rubik's Cube dude, bro. Hello, world! That's right. That's what he used to always say. Was that, the, that guy? Was that the pigeon dude? His pigeons are pigeons, just pigeons. Pigeons are just pigeons. pigeons. <laughs> When he had everybody cut up his VidCon yep. vlog, he went to VidCon. <laughs> I just want to make sure my phone's on silent. Went to VidCon, vlogged the whole thing, and then sent the footage out to all of his fans and had him chop it up and make a song. Yeah. Or something. Out of it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. That was funny. And it's not the <clears throat> Dan Brown that wrote Da Vinci Code? No. Different Dan Brown. Different Dan Brown. Common Confusion. Yeah. He had to... Um, clarify that at the beginning of all his videos not yeah. all of them just a few of them at the beginning dude dan brown was like a youtube pioneer bro he was he was back before you could even make a living on um yeah youtube that was before they even had youtube partnerships right yeah That's when he started or maybe they had him already but they and people just use youtube to figure out how to solve rubik's cubes and set up tvs that's how he got famous his first video is yeah. rubik's how to solve the rubik's cube yep that's how we found him just yep. trying to figure out how to solve that damn thing. <laughs> Michael was the one that mastered it. Yeah. What did he solve it in like less than a minute? Yeah. Yeah. He got it in like, I think he got it in something stupid, like 20, 20, 20 seconds. seconds. That's right. I think his all time best was like 23, 23, to 25, maybe 27. Which is ridiculous. Mine was 45. That's right. You actually, I forget how to solve one side. Oh, you never actually even learned how to solve the whole thing? No. Oh. I had Michael help me. Like I would solve because you you know, you would solve the top. Top and yep, then you would solve side. the two levels going down. Yeah, the, the middle sides. the middle row circling around. Yeah. And then at that point, that's when you had to um memorize all the really hard algorithms. Algorithms that were like ten moves long. Yeah. And if you got parody, then you had to, you know. Well, parody was 
there's two methods of solving it. One's the standard method and one is the, damn, I wish we had Eric here. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but, uh, there's two methods of solving it. One will allow you to do it faster. Uh, right. But, but you do there, the parity. Yeah. There are some variables mm-hmm. that could potentially, you know, make it wind up taking a, taking longer. Yeah. just like one cube, just rotated clockwise or counterclockwise yeah. once. And it was just like, ah, how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> and you had to have just a ridiculous solve at the end of it, you know, memorized. So that thing is just like a, it's a, it's a really wild concept. It's a really yeah. good idea for a puzzle. And then they yeah. got the ones that are like four by four by four and six by six by six. And yeah. Those ones are ridiculous. And then oh. Michael recently just got one. He got another one. <laughs> yeah. So, well, somebody bought it for him. Oh, um, but instead of all of them being cubes, they're like, um, some of them are, they're all odd shapes. So some of them are triangles. Some of them are bigger. Some of them are smaller. And like the middle of the cube is right. So you got your cube like this, mm-hmm. but the middle of the cube is over here. So you got a bunch of little cubes up here and big pieces down here, right? Oh, so it's not necessarily harder. It's just, no, it's way harder. Why would it be harder? Because there's some parts where you would turn it and get it and you can't turn the way that you want it to turn. So you have to get things into more. So there's more moves possible. Oh no. And it, it just made my brain hurt looking at it. <laughs> like he's trying, he's trying to explain it to me. Like, no, this is the center of the cube. I'm like, no, that's not the center of the cube. This is the center of the cube. You can't trick me. No, Kevin, <laughs> this is the center of the cube. Watch. And he, he turns up like, Oh no. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get this. And then he finally said, no, look, see, watch. And he showed me, I was like, Does nah. he, has he figured it out yet? I, I don't think so. Oh my God, dude. I don't think so. But yeah, so dude, it's crazy. But so dude, you all moved? Yeah, I'm all moved in. Nice. It was more, uh, moving was more like playing Tetris than playing Rubik's Cube. <laughs> but yeah, I was so, going to try to use that as my creative transition between topics. But well, We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep working on that. We'll just dive in. <laughs> Sorry, I screwed that one up. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. We're moving. moving Got to move forward. I also forgot to check the time before we started. Probably um, been going for like five minutes. No, there's a timer at the bottom of the screen there. Six minutes, 39 seconds. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. There's a little timer for you. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all moved in. <laughs> <laughs> So I went to, uh, I moved to Tigard. Um, right. I'm single now. Ladies. So that's not fun right now, but hopefully it'll yeah. be fun later. <laughs> later. Yeah. And, uh, just, uh, just time to really put my head down and focus and, uh, get some of this shit taken care of, you know, Yeah. get, get, some debt paid off, you know, I've got some things that I really need to, to do on my own Yeah. right now. And I've got a lot of ways that I need to grow. And, um, I've just got a really busy six months coming up here. I'm at a tipping point right now with my career and something's going to happen. 
pretty soon it's gonna it's gonna click good dude that's awesome it's a very mature way of looking at it too like uh i'm gonna be doing a lot i'll be changing a lot and things are gonna be you know you know the things that you need to change yeah and that's good man yeah so i got this place it's uh with maverick's neighbor maverick is uh the bassist in my band atomic age renegades and your band your bassist in your band yeah dude it's my band <laughs> <laughs> no it's our band man it's maverick's band really dude he he came up with the whole concept and you know he's been dedicated you know to this project for a long time but my new place is is right is i'm living with maverick's downstairs neighbor yeah. So he lives in an apartment on the second floor, and then right below him lives this guy, who's my roommate. And uh, he's an IT guy. He works on computers. Oh, nice. And he told me that he's got some parts laying around. And if I bought a case, um, he's got a motherboard that we could we could use basically use the parts from there, from the computer I have mm. now, and it would be like a four hundred dollar investment to buy a good case and to have him put he, he, and to get a video card and a sound card because yeah. right now right. it's all processing through the motherboard and on these little half, you know, half ass units, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a units? smaller version of a, yeah. of a normal size desktop computer. Yeah. yeah. It's a really small case. He can't fit a lot in there. So the video card and the sound card is directly on the motherboard and it's, you know, a lot of the power is sacrificed to make it fit right, in that, exactly in that small space and so yeah getting a video card i've got a lot of ram and i've got a lot of hard drive space nice. and i've got a decent processor okay so he said you don't need to buy a new computer you don't need to build a whole new computer he said you've got some good parts and we and we can make something that you can edit your podcast on <laughs> nice that's good man yeah and i got a pair of headphones i stole a pair of headphones from the studio because before i was living in a house in the basement and I could mix and master and stuff down there and play music loud and do whatever. But now I'm in an apartment and oh, just, it right. doesn't, doesn't work like that. So it's nice to have Maverick as my upstairs neighbor. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to bother him because he has the same struggle as a musician trying to find a place to jam. Right. And then our neighbor to the other side is, uh, this 18 year old kid. Oh, he doesn't care. Yeah. He, he's always got his headphones on. He's playing games and stuff. And, uh, so I can use my monitors in there, uh, but I'm 15 minutes from the studio. So, dude, everything I've been doing is pretty much steal. just steal. Just That's go down great. there. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. When um, Eric was, or yeah, Eric was talking to me about building a computer so that I could play, you know, video games with them online. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going through a lot of the same things. Like, we wanted to maybe get a case that could fit in with our uh, our systems right there. So we could, you know, Xbox. Oh yeah. And then put that down there. But you know, everybody, nobody makes motherboards and video cards and stuff for those, unless you want to spend like a thousand dollars per part (laughs) to fit in those tiny cases, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's really expensive, really fast. So you're, you're limited because the case is small. Yeah. Then on top of that, you have to spend like, twice as much or right. something that's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always just been so like, there's so many options on what you can do when you're building a computer. Mm-hmm. 
And that to me is like so overwhelming. Like, like if I'm going to build a scooter, cause I used to ride scooters. Right. Right. You know, I need, I know I need the handlebars. I need the deck. I need a clamp, you know, that clamps the bars to the deck. Yeah. I need the wheels and the bearings, you know, and I can see all the parts there and I know what each one's for. And, 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 you know, there's, there's a couple of different options on, on right. what you can get. There's tons of different brands of scooter parts, but you know, fairly, it's fair, fairly simple, but with a computer, it's like, well, you know, if you, if you ask a guy who builds computers, you go, Hey, I'm thinking about building a computer. What should I do? He'll have 15 questions for you. Yep. And then he'll lay out a hundred different ways you could build your computer. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm just going to buy yeah. a laptop. It's funny. Eric was teaching, like going through, we're going through new egg and everything, looking at all the parts and everything. And he's showing me all the different parts and explaining all the differences and the nuances of this one and the benefits yeah. of this one instead of this one. And why I should maybe go this way. I'm like, but no, wait, 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 wait. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Just make it so it does what I want it to do. Yeah. And don't spend you know, $5,000 on it. Yeah. That's all, you know, and then you go, just go for it, you know, and, um, basically what ended up happening, you know, that's kind of how it goes in the studio a lot too, is artists, you know, they tell me they want something for their song and then I ramble for 15 minutes and then they, they go, you still haven't answered my question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. well, dude, but yeah, my new roommate, I, I, I asked him, He's, he used to be in the Navy. Yeah. Okay. And I asked him, do you have any guns, bro? <laughs> and he goes, he, awesome? he was like, what? And I was like, do you have any guns? And he was like, well, when I was in the Navy, we were not allowed to call them guns. <laughs> and he goes, I call them weapons. Yeah. Because okay. a weapon is only used for one thing. It's only meant to do one thing. It's to kill human beings. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It's debatable. I guess I asked the wrong guy about guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah somebody, somebody, a lot of people from the military don't really have a fascination with guns. Like somebody who like has been hunting for a long time would, cause yeah. when they see a gun, they don't see something that you can like shoot a clay pigeon with or, no, blow up see, a milk chug with or yeah. a watermelon. Yeah, I see one thing. I find that it's about fifty-fifty. Like some of them come out and they're just like gun enthusiasts, and they've got all their friends and they're gun enthusiasts, and they they hunt every you know they've got all of the you know the gear and everything, and they got their dogs and they've got their whole community. They hunt and breathe. Yeah, hunting. You know, after they get out of the military, and then there's the other guys that are like, you know what? I don't want to see another gun in my entire life. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm good. I did my time. I'm done. I'm going to just work now. Focus on things. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> he told me, he told me, he was like, I don't have a gun. He's like, he said, I don't have a weapon. I don't have any weapons. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was out. That's what I did yesterday. So Saturday over the weekend, um, Michael invited me to come out with some people that he knows to shoot a bunch of weapons. We ended up going and apparently he didn't show me that, but apparently there's like a wall that you, he unlocks and opens it up and it's just lined with assault rifles, hunting rifles, pistols, Yikes. everything you can, you can think of. 
and he's got a in home, his house in his house. Yeah. He's got a little bit of property and, uh, but he was, um, so that's, that's the enthusiast, right? So, yeah. And, uh, he's like, but we're only going to shoot. Uh, but he was like, we're going to go out and shoot some guns. And so he brought out, you know, a, a few nine mils and a couple forties and, um, just let us go ham, you know? And we had these like, um, PVC target set up with some paper on it with uh, a terrorist on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we were shooting at that. And then we had the dueling tree. Have you seen those? Uh -uh. So it's just a, a metal post that sticks out of the ground and it's got these orange and white So it's orange on one side, white on the other or mm. whatever color you want to be. That's not really important, but there's these big steel plates and you'd shoot it and it would go ping and flip around to the other side. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then you, so you can either just, you know, I've shoot, seen one of those. Yeah, shoot up and down it and try to get them all on the other side. Or you can have three on this side, three on this side, and have two people shooting at the same time. And then you got one mag, and whoever has the most, you know, targets on their side at the end loses. Yeah. So is there a timer that runs out, or do you just have to keep going until all the targets go to one side? No, you just go until your mag runs out. Oh. So you got 15 shots to try to get them all on the other guy's side. Got and it. Got so it. best case scenario is you just go ping, 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 and flip them all the other side. Yeah. And then you just play defense at that point. Yeah. Well, I went against Michael, and sorry to say, I can't hit the broad side of a barn with a pistol. Damn, bro. You know, you're not a good shot? I'm not a good shot when it comes to, <laughs> to shooting pistols, you know, and they're all... Shooting weapons. Shooting weapons, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not in the military, so I'm going to call them pistol. <laughs> it's a gun, dude. Like, yeah. gu the word gun, to me, is, like, intimidating, bro. Like, yeah, it totally is. It's a gun. I think it means the same thing as weapon. Well, me. a weapon can mean a whole array of things. It can mean bow and arrow. It can mean knife. It can mean gun. That's true. You know, like, what are we talking about here? It's very vague. So I'm, I'm going to call it a weapon. I'm going to call it a gun. Yeah, I wonder what the actual definition of gun, of weapon is. Ooh. Like, what's the dictionary definition? Yeah, probably easy to find out. But, but yeah, dude, it was crazy. So, funny thing is, though, they they did have a couple of ARs. That, See, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think to have all those guns. No, or to even have a fully automatic rifle at your house. Like, oh, you can't have a fully automatic. You can't. Oh, you can't. No, that's military only. You can have semi-auto where you just pull the trigger. Yeah. Okay. But you can't hold down the trigger and, you know, mow something down. That's, yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. As, as a citizen. Okay. You know, you have to be, I don't even know if law enforcement can have it. I'm not too familiar with the laws on that. But um, with the rifle, though, I was pretty darn accurate. Nice. You know, we had a red dot on it, you know, the, the hollow sights, you know, where you look through it. It's got the little holographic dot. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I got a pretty good grouping, like this big, you know, nice. so I, I shot him a few times in the head and I shot him in the chest and, um, I didn't miss any of those. Nice. <laughs> so I was able to, um, but yeah, it was pretty cool though. Cause this dude was very well versed in the laws and everything that was going on. So, um, so he's just like talking about, he's very much like, <laughs> you know, those, those signs on the, on his walls that said like, um, trespassers will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. He was one of those guys. Um, mm. 
he was this old guy. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny, you know, so. <laughs> it's a lot of fun though. Um, I bet. Yeah. yeah. I love shooting weapons, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love shooting weapons. He had a, a 12 ga- or a 20 gauge. There's only a 20 gauge shotgun, shotgun. but it was semi-auto. Oh yeah. Dude. So you just like, bam, 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 dude, bam. <laughs> I would have knocked myself over. <laughs> yeah. My shoulder's a little sore from, Oh yeah, dude. Just going after it. <laughs> I remember shooting the 12 gauge, man, that thing. Yeah. 12 gauge. Apparently he's got like some buckshot. Was that right? So it's for shooting buck. You know, those, the ones that we shoot with dad were, um, birdshot. So you've got however many pellets in there. Right. And then it just shoots those out. A buckshot are bigger, um, bigger rounds. I think that might be like one slug even hmm. with pellets. So it's, it, you can actually shoot deer with it and take them down yeah. with a shotgun, but it kicks a lot harder. Like they were like, okay, Michael, I was, I wasn't there for this one. They're like, okay, here's this one. Um, shoot it twice in a row, which is like, boom, boom, right. As fast as you can. It's like, I almost knocked him over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, I remember the first time I shot a 12 gauge and I almost fell over. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for that. Crazy. <laughs> Shooting guns, dude. Pot Heaven episode 16, biatch. song is called Jericho. This is sick, dude. I'm this shit this. rock. <laughs> Check this out. The chops, dude. You gotta hear the chops. pretty sick dude i like that one that one was a lot of fun man <laughs> all these rappers that come in the studio i always try to 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 pitch them my edm stuff yeah and and try to get them to rap over that because that would be there's there, there you know there's a lot of rappers that have you know more like dance style beats that, that, that sound more edm by the by the industry like definition mm-hmm. um but there's not a lot of ra- there's not a lot there's not a lot of rappers rapping over EDM and I think there needs to be more there's a lot of rap in EDM but I feel like there needs to be more EDM in rap if that makes sense so yeah. like rap is the feature as opposed to EDM being the feature uh yeah well I wouldn't use the word feature yeah <clears throat> but just like you know, when, when, when a rapper raps over an EDM beat, it, it, it's usually either, it's not, it's not usually recorded to that beat. It's usually a, either a sample or, you know, 
it, it, yeah, it's usually a sample. Okay. But, you know, I think somebody could pick 12 of those EDM tracks and make a, make a hip hop album that would, you know, just kind of transform, uh, the hip hop industry. That was some <laughs> dead air. <laughs> Whoop. Man, it was Good grief, man. <laughs> um, something interesting happened this week. I got a couple stories I heard from my buddies and one of them, uh, was, uh, my buddy Ryan, who, um, posted, let's see here, releasing a song and, uh, distro kid, the, uh, distribution company that distributes your song to Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. He, that, that company is like the only word I can think of to, to describe what's happening with this <laughs> with this platform right now <laughs> is it, it's constipated. There's so much music that people want to publish with DistroKid. There's so many oh. people uploading songs right now because of, because everybody's home in quarantine and everybody's going, you know what? Maybe now is the time to record that hip hop album that I've been thinking about doing, or maybe now's the time to do those songs. And so there's a lot of music being created right now. And, and uh, people are, they're having to sort of make people wait say, Hey, we can't publish your song right now. Yeah. We have to get these online and then, you know, everybody has to go in order. And I was just listening to the Joe Budden podcast and how back in the day when, uh, he had, when he was assigned to a label, he would go in there and say, Hey, I got to record this song and go, well, you're going to have to go do it somewhere else because we got big Sean in the studio this week. Well, we got Ludacris in the studio this week. You know, we got the big guys. Right. We got somebody who's going to make us more money when they drop their album. Yeah, so, you the have to wait. so you have to wait. Yeah. You know, and DistroKid came along and made it so artists didn't have to wait. And they didn't have to listen to their label. They didn't even have to sign to a label. They just post their music online. And now the same thing's happening with DistroKid. So they have a bit of a, a lag in between them actually getting to put it on this. They're getting backed up. It's not like an automated system that does it. They have to. I guess not. Huh. They got to have an office somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason that it's going slow right now is because, you know, they, everybody can't come to work. You know, they I probably mean, I feel had, like you could do that stuff from afar. From home, maybe, you know. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, with the coronavirus and people not being able to come to the office. It's going to create some complications. It's going to slow people yeah. down no matter what, no matter how you slice it. So that was interesting. And I heard another story from my buddy Jason, <laughs> whose name is not Jason, but it just substitutes today it is. <laughs> and, um, he's been working with this producer named Marty, whose name is also not Marty, but Marty. They've been working together for a while. I did a single with him and uh, Jason put that single out and it was great. And it's a good song. It was, you know, pretty good start for him. But then he wrote this other song and this song 
is like way more just, you know, Jason authentic. It's mm-hmm. like, I heard that song and I almost cried. I was just like, you know what, dude? <laughs> like, this yeah. is you, man. This is so you. This is great, dude. Like, you really got it in. It had a catchy hook. It's got, it's got, and it's coming out soon. <clears throat> but problem is, Marty, the producer, got a little bit greedy when he did Jason's song. And he asks Jason if he can feature on the song. <sighs> <laughs> Let's get your blood boiling. My heart's already racing, dude. And Marty goes, wow, Jason, that's a really good song. That is really catchy. That is a nice hook. That really is going to catch people's ears. You mind if I feature on that? Let me be on your song. Let me be on your song. Jason says, sure, man. That's, pro- that's probably a good idea because then we can get more publicity that way. Sure, you can feature on my song. So he goes, great. So I'm going to record, and by the way, Marty's the producer. He's going to record this song and also film the music video and also publish it, you know? And so by the time the song is done and recorded and ready to publish, Jason goes online and promotes, says, hey guys, I'm releasing a song soon. Check it out. Marty calls up Jason and says, Hey bro, I noticed that you posted that you're releasing a song. Just remember this is our song. And Jason was like, hold up. Like our song. What are you talking about? He's like, well, so I can't imagine. I can't imagine that these conversations were very transparent or open or honest, but, um, trying to get a bigger piece of the pie than he's, should. Yeah. And so by the time Marty and Jason decide they're going to release this song that Jason wrote and Marty featured on, Marty says, you know what? You're going to get more. I don't, I don't remember. I don't even know what, how, how he explained it to him. I can't understand how anybody would think that this is even remotely okay to do with somebody's song. And I can't imagine what that conversation went like because I, I can't find the words in my mind that would present that as as a good idea to an artist. So Marty sang the verse in the song, correct? He helped write, finish writing the song. Yeah. And he sang one of the verses in it. But Jason wrote all the lyrics. I think he wrote them all, yeah. And, and he came to the studio those. with the idea for the song and the hook, yeah, which is really important. The hook, because especially for this song, because the hook is so catchy, yeah, and it's 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 really pop, you know. People were people are gonna love it. It's a good good song, and a producer has an ear for those songs who they that they know are gonna catch people's ears, and so Marty decided now he's releasing it on his alias on Spotify and is the featured artist. And that's what he posted on his social media. Excuse me. (laughs) I made it all the way to the end without saying his name. No, his name is Jason. (laughs) (laughs) He just played it off, man. (laughs) No, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. All right. Dude, don't let me forget. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Marty's going to call me. I hope Marty figures it out. I hope Marty figures well, out. Well, Marty will know. Marty, you know who you are. <laughs> Fuck. You fucking mook. <laughs> yeah, dude. Anyways. So when you write a melody that was inspired by another artist and you change a couple notes and use that same melody, you put it in a different key and play it to a different tempo, you know, that's not stealing music. What Marty did to Jason? Yeah. That is stealing music. That is robbery. And that is the most like shady form of robbery to sneak your way in there like that and feature and then boom, release it on your own alias. That's so fucked up, dude. Go fuck yourself, Marty. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm not done with my music segment yet. What else do I want to talk about? Oh man, it's been a crazy week getting, getting moved out of uh, Northeast Portland and getting down to Tigard, man. But I'm glad to be closer to the studio. You know, I can edit the podcast there. Question for you. You might have a little insight on this. So sports are coming back, right? Okay. NBA has played a couple of, a couple of shows. They don't do shows. They do. They played a couple of games, but with the whole COVID thing yeah. happening, and there was a fight, also an MMA fight that did the same thing, where nobody could be in the stands. So there's no crowd in this, right? Excuse me. And what people are doing is you can buy your, you can still buy a seat, and you can get a cardboard cutout of yourself and put them in the seat. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. 100% serious. So there's these pictures and these videos of these these games going on. And the whole crowd is just um, cardboard cutouts. And you can do whatever cardboard cutouts. So some people are doing Osama bin Laden. (laughs) (laughs) In these seats. So, and just getting real creative with it. Um, But it's really affecting the game. Like there was this amazing fight between, I, I don't know who it was because I don't pay attention to that stuff and all the sports ball, but um, there was a fight and like an MMA fight or yeah, boxing or MMA, MMA. And it wasn't very good. Amazing fighter. You could hear the fights, like or the contact <laughs> of it. You know, it wasn't just like the word of the crowd. You could hear the coaches yelling cues to their fighter and everything mm. and all this stuff. And it was brutal. Yeah. It was just, there's something missing yeah. and it's that crowd, you know, all those people behind it. Yeah. Um, and the energy that, that, that they bring the energy, you know? bro. Um, so I'm thinking that shows live shows are going to be similar. Oh fuck dude. Because Unless something happens, unless some changes, and we can like really turn this around and come out with a vaccine, and people can we can do whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there. I don't want to get into because yeah, honestly, pissing me off just thinking about it. But um, dude, I I can't imagine playing to a crowd of cardboard cutouts, dude. Yeah, and then they just pump crowd noises through the speaker. What the fuck, dude? That'd be so boring. Yeah, there's just no movement. There's no energy. There's nothing. It's all gone. So that probably wouldn't be so boring. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to, to to play. 
to know that everybody's watching you online at least. Yeah, it'd be just the you. I think the performance would be a little bit different because there's a there's a certain amount of energy and the kind of adrenaline that comes from. It's true. People being there, having the crowd there. Everybody's trying to do crowd surfing on a bunch of cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> just bam you what do you think about that what do you think is going to happen with that I am still just trying to hold on to the irrational thought that this is all going to be over soon <laughs> and that everything's just going to go back to normal Yeah. and when I start to think about how it might not go back to normal for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just, that's really depressing Yeah, to think about. Yeah. And I really hope that, you know, I get to spend some of my lifetime back in the normal world. You know, I would hate to fucking die at 80 of the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, crazy. they're going to have a, uh, a vaccine by then that works. I hope so. You know, but, and it's going to be, <clears throat> it's already going to take its course. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you had already had it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then you're done. You know, I feel like that's what most people are getting, but yeah, dude, I, I can't imagine this. I really, really hope because I'm already tired of wearing face masks everywhere I go and having to be, you know, super careful about everything I touch and, you know, constantly thinking like, wait, I don't want this item, but I can't go put it back. Yeah. I already touched it, but oh, I'm going to put it back. Oh, oh, shoot. That person saw me do that. And then they're probably judging me <laughs> silently. Yeah. It's like, you know. I have all those same thoughts. Yeah. Plus, it's 100 degrees outside. And I got to wear this face mask and my breath is getting blown back in my face. I'm getting all yeah. claustrophobic. And I think that's why my ear got infected. Is from wearing that mask, dude. Because when I breathe through it, I can feel oh, the air going really? directly into my ear every single time I exhale. Okay. And I try to like keep the mask closed against the side of my face over here, but yeah. there's just no way to stop it. And so, and I have a cloth mask. I need to wash it. Yeah, in, in the laundry. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super tired of it though, and I'm ready for shows to be a new thing. You know, sports with real crowds. Being I just want to go to a concert, dude. Yeah, be able to do that again. I would have gone to so many more concerts if I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> right? Would have got my fill. <sighs> Jeez, it's, it's depressing. But hey, um, there's there are places in the world right now where it's kind of already made its way through everywhere, everything. Okay. But unfortunately, the United States has done a really horrible job at. Compared to the rest of the world, we did the worst. Yeah, we had we had the most deaths. We've had the most problems. I mean, it doesn't I'm assuming, me. depending on who you talk to, I've only I haven't really, but through the channels and the media that I have heard, that's the story that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong on that, but um, yeah, from what I've heard, that's been the thing. So we're just a little bit behind the curve. Um, and I have a feeling that we're going to catch up with the rest of the world here soon. So that doesn't surprise me that America did the shittiest job. Of yeah, <laughs> fighting this thing. yeah, yeah. It's just because you you look around in Portland and you see people just totally not giving a fuck, 
It's like not wearing a mask, not following any of the social distancing well, guidelines. You could you could say that maybe that's the issue. Because okay, might get a little controversial here, but Woo! Um, here we go. There's there's the, the there's there's two rules of thought, right? Where we quarantine and um, that we don't catch the virus and spread the virus everywhere else, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's one rule of thought. And that's what we hoped would happen by keeping everybody inside. Yeah, yeah. But now the science is coming out saying that uh, it's, it's very, 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 very unlikely that you can transmit the virus to other people outside. The main place that it actually spreads and actually like is contagious is inside. Yeah. So it's like, hey, okay, we, then what did we do? At the beginning, everybody had it. We shove it. We all go indoors, inside. Spread it to everybody else. Uh, then we let everybody else out, and then just spread it like wildfire. You know. Uh, and then there's other there's other people that were just like, okay, here's the thing. It's it is um, more dangerous to these these people and these people and these people. Now you know. Wear a mask. Do your thing. Yeah. And those countries are doing a lot better. Than the people who just did a hardcore quarantine shutdown. Well, when you go out, you're not going out really. You're going into a bunch of different places. You know, like if you go to the grocery store and then you go to the bank Mm -hmm. and then you go, you know, pick up your kid from school. Right. Yeah, but then it would make its way through. Like the thing is that it's just like everybody had it. We go home, give it to everybody around us. Yeah. And then it, it's bad for all the people around us. And then, then we go back out into the world and we get a bunch more people and we go back inside. Yeah. You know? But the, it's, and it's not, it's not able to work its way through the system. Yeah. You know? Cause the best way to do that is just for our bodies to build a natural, um, Defense. Defense to the virus, right? Yeah. But of course, there's all this other, there's, uh, there's other science that's saying that now that you, you can actually get coronavirus twice or sometimes three times. Because mm. there's so many different strains. But Wow. There's a lot of things being said out there right now. But, you know. Yeah. We're all going to die. <laughs> this is the end of the world, guys. We're, it's here. Apocalypse. <laughs> Well, this is a very cheery podcast today, huh? <laughs> so cheerful. So cheerful. Yay. All right. Well. This song is called Mission Possible. Oh, you mean like the movie? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, Devin, not like the movie. Oh, possible. <laughs> Something weird happened with this one. Really? I don't know. It, it's, it feels to me like it's just not quite the right tempo. 
like it's it, it feels like it speeds up and slows down. Oh, really? Bit. It's weird. <laughs> I, I like the the dueling guitar and synth. There. Yeah, dude. that was cool. <laughs> that was that was really what I because I heard something like that in a song. Yeah. Then I went home that day like with that in my head, like I'm gonna make a song with kind you know dueling. With, yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like you 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 record the guitar all the way through, and then you record the synth all the way through. And then you just look where the kick oh. and the snare is on the drums and you just make cuts on different parts on different hits of percussion. So that it sounds like the drums is like changing. Uh, the, it, yeah. yeah. Like it's all that. like one. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's a good tip for EDM producers. That's cool. I like that. So yeah, dude, we just did some is. bench press. Yeah, we did. It's all good. Um, yeah, I needed that, man. Yeah, but weird. <laughs> All the the guns bruising my shoulder. It's interesting to a bench press with them. Yeah, but yeah, it was good. I like that. You're already kind of sore yep. on that side. End up lifting the bar up like this. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> so I won't do nothing. You know, it's real a, a, a real bummer when you're bench pressing is for the bar to hit something yeah. beside you or that's scary and you just whoa like you see those guys control. where they're not lifting with collars and but they're just doing like a warm set so it's nothing super heavy but some dude will just walk up to some random dude in the gym and just pull the 45 off one end oh, he's <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> That's it's a terrible so prank to pull on somebody. Yeah, it's not. Because then all the other ones slide off the other side. Yeah. And then you flop over to the other side. Yep. And then you've probably like pulled your oblique. Yeah. You're by not, that point. You're not going to be sore. You're going to be sore. just not where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a bad deal. So. so yeah. what are good stretches for people who sit in a fucking chair all day? Is, that, is this a listener question? No, it's my question. Oh, okay. So, sitting. <laughs> I don't know why the F word had to be in there. Well, I mean, it's, it's always good to put a little F bomb in every day. <laughs> you got to sprinkle them in, dude. You know, sometimes the- sit in a chair all day just doesn't have the same weight, man, as sitting in a fucking chair Plus all day. Plus, people, you know, listen to this at work, they're tuning out at this point. You gotta get turned to you get <laughs> attention somehow. <laughs> but no, that's a good question. And I have been thinking about this a lot lately because um, everybody knows that sitting isn't good for you. Yeah. And if you really rack up how much time we actually spend in a chair, especially if you have a desk job or a job where you're sitting down and looking at a computer all day, you know, editing. Yeah, I guess you could editing would be a desk job too. Yeah, it's a desk job. But even for me, like right now, I'm I'm doing all my my work stuff, and then I jump in my car and I go do Uber. So I'm sitting a lot. So just it's it doesn't have to be at a desk. It could be yeah. in a car. It could be on your. Because think about this: you wake up in the morning, you sit down, you check your email, you go, you make your breakfast, you sit down. You eat your breakfast, and then you get in your car and you sit down, and you drive to those, your your job, and then you get into your job, and then you sit down, yeah, and then you sit at a desk for 
eight hours. And then you get back in your car, you sit down again. Yeah. And you drive home. Then you come home and you sit on your couch and you watch TV. So basically for all day, all of your waking time, you're maybe spending three hours walking around. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we just sit all of the freaking time and I'm, I'm having people come to me who have nerve pain all up and down their legs because they sit a lot. Um, well, my roommate, Eric, Jesus, there's another name. There's another name. Well, anyways, <laughs> he's got mega back pain. He yeah. says it's from sitting down all day and he just got an inversion table. Oh, okay. You yeah. ever see one of those? Yep. I told him he should come talk to you. Yeah. So what, what causes that? So you're sitting down all day and then you start having back pain. Why? Yeah. So you're sitting down all the time. So it comes from two things, right? So the first thing is when you have your knees close to your chest, all the muscles that bring your knees to your chest get tight because they're, they're at a shortened position. Your brain sees that and then it just makes it easier to get into that position, right? So it shortens it. So it settles into that tightened position. Kind yeah. Of. So then you sit up and now all of a sudden it encourages like this Instagram butt look. Yeah, you yeah. I'm talking about with the, the pelvis tip forward, the butt sticking out. And yeah, and they're like, you're like folded in right here. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, exactly. All the tissues right here get tight and oh, then yeah. it just tilts your, your pelvis forward. So now all of a sudden it's like your, your lumbar spine. So your very low spine just going straight up out of your pelvis. It has to go like, it comes out at an angle and then you get this huge curve, right? And when you have that big curve, it turns off your core, right? And your core is your main stabilizer of your lumbar spine. Then you're sitting and on top of that, you're sitting on your glutes all the time. So, you know, when like when you're getting a massage and somebody pushes down on a muscle mm -hmm. and it's super tight, super tight, 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 and all of a sudden whew, it relaxes. Yeah. Because yeah. that pressure is all on that muscle and your, your central nervous system, your brain, right, says, okay, relax that muscle. So that's what's happening. When you're sitting on your glutes all day, it's sending that same signal. Turn those off. Turn those off. Turn them off. Don't use Man. them. And you, so you stand up. Your hip flexors are super tight. Your lumbar, your core is completely disengaged. Your, your stabilizers, big stabilizers of your hips are turned off your glutes, right? And now you have uh, just your little tiny muscles in your spine supporting your, all of your upper body and all in anything that you're holding. Right, there's these little tiny muscles, but you should be using your core to stabilize your lumbar spine. Oh my god, yeah, that makes total sense. So now you get a, um, so then you get so that that's what causes a lot of pain. Then it gets worse. On top of that, we don't we don't sit up, you know, we don't sit up like this. No, our posture in a good posture and everything. No, we're we're like this. Yeah, you know, chest collapsed down. Hands out forward. So chest is getting tight. Shoulders are getting tight. Lats mm -hmm. are getting tight. Everything is just getting tight and pulling us forward, right? And then what is your dad telling you from a, a very young age, a kid? Sit up straight. Sit, sit up straight, Johnny. Little Johnny, you got to sit up straight. <laughs> sit up straight. So you stand up. And now all of a sudden your thoracic spine, so your mid-back, is all locked down in this position. So you can't extend through that. 
So now you extend even further through your lumbar spine and you just kind of get that. Uh, then every, now all your weight's kind of forward and you're just, it's just a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah. I've, I've noticed I do that in my car when I'm, when I'm sitting in my car seat. I just, I keep my back raised off of the seat, mm-hmm. like without even thinking about it. Cause I'm trying to sit up straight. Yeah. And so all throughout the day, I'm relaxing my back like that and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm coming back down to the chair, but it's only like a half matter of a half hour before I'm back up here again. Yeah. Right. Cause you're trying to sit up straight, but you can't extend through your mid back. So you extend through your lower back. Yeah. Even when you're sitting and then it's only, ex- it, you know, ex- I can't say that word. Um, it's only exaggerated. There we go. When you're standing up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where all this lumbar pain, uh, lumbar spine pain comes from. Right. So, uh, some good stretches for, uh, people who sit a lot is you need to do two, you need to stretch two parts of your body. You can't just stretch the hips and you can't just stretch the thoracic spine. You gotta do both. Right. And this is really kind of a difficult thing to describe. But so what you're going to want to do is I'm, I'm basically going to give you some homework because if you can actually see it, it's going to be super, super important. And then I can, I'm going to throw a little bit of my own twist on it because there's a lot of things on the internet right now that they don't address. Right. So basically what you're going to want to look up is a hip flexor stretch and thoracic, thoracic mid back extension. Right, that's what you're trying to look for. Thoracic mid back so, extension. You're so thoracic extension or mid back extension, one of those two, and then you want to get hip flexor stretches. Right, mm. so um, that that's what you're looking for. Right, I've been having this problem in my upper back too, and my shoulders from yeah from looking at the screen. Uh-huh. And focusing like that, yeah, and like even just doing it now, I can feel this crazy amount of tension in the back of my neck. So every time I go outside, I, when I'm taking breaks at work, I'm just like, oh yeah. man, my neck is killing me, man. Yeah. So and then I grind my teeth when I sleep. Oh really? <laughs> and my head now is all tight, and I'm just like, like all the time. <sighs> so basically, what you're trying to do. So here's, here's my spin on it, right? So you got your hip flexor stretches and you got your thoracic extension. Um, there's a lot of other things that you can go into, but um, that's a good place to start. Pretty much it. Um, what would you say? <laughs> that's pretty much it. Oh. So basically what you're trying to do is a lot of people um, go into their thoracic extension. So that's bringing your chest up. Yeah, And they think that's thoracic extension, but literally what they're doing is they're just extending through more of their lumbar, right? So as you're doing your hip flexor stretches and your thoracic extensions, you need to make sure that your low back is flat, right? So a good way to figure out what your lumbar spine feels like when it's flat is lay on your back and then just push your low back to the ground. Oh, yeah. That that's a flat. That's, yeah, I've done that's that. how your your back. You know that that's how that feels, right? That's how your back should be all the time. No, you can have a little bit of a curve, okay. but if you're doing like a deadlift or something, yes, you want to have much more flat back. But that's beside the point. It depends. Yeah, because when you engage your core, yep, your your it back flattens out. out. Yep. So stacks everything up vertically. Yeah, exactly. 
So anyways, when you're doing your stretches, you want to make sure that your back is flat because um, your body will move around the places of restriction by extending through the lumbar spine. And that's yeah. not what you want. That's yeah. when you're going to get hurt again. So okay, that's, that's the caveat you want to make sure that you get. Um, but yeah, that would help. That'll cure your, your sitting position, right? So hip flexor stretches, thoracic stretches. Well, I remember working in advance too. My hips would get really tight just from the tool bag and walking upstairs and, and, and yeah, just driving around in the van all day. Yep. Right. Driving from job to job. You know, it wasn't as much where from sitting as it was from just the manual labor of the job, but it was, it was intense, man. And you got it in. That's what I was telling my roommate when he was telling me about his back problems. I was like, dude, you got to talk to my brother or you got to listen to our podcast because I guarantee if you listen to three episodes, that podcast, you're going to hear Devin explain like the most common, like back pain that people have and where it comes from. And, you know, the most common, you know, problems that people have with their health and their fitness is, it seems to be the, tar- the topics that you're targeting, which is smart. Yeah. And that's why I told him, I was like, dude, you listen to the pod, dude. Yeah. It's funny that pain, is, uh, I've talked about pain before in the past, but everyone wants to fix it with a pill. Yeah. Um, or they, they want to diagnose it with some illness, you know, and then, you know, start taking medication to fix that. But that's only a Band-Aid. It doesn't fix, like, the lumbar spine. Everybody says, oh, I get a bulging, bulging disc. Yeah. You know, I got sciatica in my, in my thing because a bulging disc is pressing up against it. No, you might have piriformis syndrome. Which is a very, which is basically gives you the same exact symptoms symptoms as a bulging disc, but instead of a disc pushing up against a nerve, it's a nerve a muscle in your butt that gets tight from hey you guessed it sitting all the time uh, that presses up against the sciatic nerve and does the exact same thing you know so people are going to start saying oh you need to get surgery on your disc you need to do all this stuff you need to get braces you need to do all these these other things, but it's like, no, stretch your piriformis, stretch your hamstrings, strengthen your hamstrings. I'm so glad I, for, I almost forgot the most important part about this thing. <laughs> so stretching is only half the battle actually <clears throat> when it comes to sitting. Okay. Um, What's the other half? You need to strengthen yourself. Once you've opened up your thoracic spine, you've gotten more thoracic extension and you've got more hip extension. So stretching your hip flexors and, um, you have to now strengthen those muscles in those positions. Yeah. So you'll see lasting change. That's the thing about, you know, chiropractors is they'll push you into place and then send you home. Yeah. And they don't give you and then then you're gonna be right back to where you, you started. Come back for that treatment again. Yeah, because you, all the muscles that pulled you into that position to start with are still tight. Yeah. All the muscles that are supposed to help you get out of those positions and hold you in better positions, uh, they're all still weak. Is that going to do more damage? Like for, cause for example, like my buddy, Mike, yeah, he works at a chiropractor uh-huh. and I'm rolling my eyes cause I said the name, I'm not rolling my eyes at Mike. <laughs> Figured I better point that out. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, he, he, he works at a, he's a receptionist at a mm. chiropractic office. Right. And, um, he gave me this adjustment one time on my neck yeah. where I relaxed my head this way and then he, right. 
cracked my neck, and then I relaxed my head this way and cracked it that way. And I was like, damn, yo. Yeah. I felt really good. But then, you know, all that tightness came back, and I noticed it even more after that. I was right. Like, and it could – and, you're, and your, your question is, can that make it worse? Yeah. Um, no. Yes and no. Uh, the way that it can make it worse is that you get frustrated with your chiropractor because – like, look, my pain goes away, but it comes right back, you know? And then you just get fed up and you're like, whatever, I'll just live with this. I can just deal with it. Yeah. You know, and that's when the, the problem can be when it's just all you have to do is go to your chiropractor and then go to your personal trainer after that. Right? Yeah. So you have to you kind of, you know, marry the two of, you know, resistance training with chiropractic adjustments, right? So that's super, super important. Like, um, yeah, because if you so say we've got tight lats, we've got tight pecs, you know, pulling us into this position, and we got a weak upper back, so uh, weak uh, rhomboids and um, uh, trapezius, mid trapezius, right? So yeah. to pull our shoulders back, right? Those are weak. So what we need to do now is stretch our pecs, stretch our lats, and then strengthen our mid back. So uh, the traps and the, and the um, rhomboids, right? To pull those shoulders back and down and hold them there. Because if we don't do that, uh, those, the reason that the muscles are tight is because there's things that we're doing throughout the day that are making them tight. Yeah. And if you don't address that, you don't address that. So sitting all the time and then you don't strengthen the muscles, you just go whoosh, right back. Yeah. Right back to where you were. Um, so it's super, super, super important to do both of those mm. stretch and then strengthen, stretch and strengthen, Strength, stretch and strengthen, yeah. stretch, strengthen, 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 stretch, yeah. no stretch, strengthen. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many people get just heated about that. It's like, should you foam roll before you, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> should you stretch before your workout or should you stretch after? Depends. Yeah. Um, I would say if you're doing corrective exercise and your 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 whole um, you know your goal is to fix your posture. Yeah. Prime and stretch before. So stretch the muscles that are tight, prime the muscles that are weak, go into your workout. Mm. But there's not but if you're trying to do explosive sprinting, jumping, all these things. If you're going to do all of these like deactivation and you're going to do all of these like stretches and foam rolling before that, then that's not going to help you. Right. So there you go. Um, well, episode 16, everybody. Um, so here's what you got to do guys. Um, we are on all the platforms. YouTube, all the platforms. All of them. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Spotify, all the good stuff. So if you want to find us on Instagram and Facebook, it's Pod Heaven Austin Devon. Nice. You can also find us on Twitter at Pod Heaven AD. Uh, also on YouTube is the, the pod heaven, Austin Devon. Nice. Um, so yeah, there we go. Uh, YouTube is going to have a lot of like exclusive content. So we got to make sure that we go subscribe, hit that bell on Facebook or sorry, YouTube 
and um, to get the notifications, to get all those notifications, so that you know when that exclusive content comes out. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, you guys, uh, and we'll see you next week.